Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. All right, welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Producer Joe, how are you today? It's Friday! So I'm yeah, anything happened good. yesterday? Any, we miss any news? <laughs> yeah, you know, I was going to do another special last night, but again, there was so much coming yeah. out. I'm like, uh, all right, I, I'm just going to wait till today. I've got some explosive stuff. I know I use that word. No, I mean it. Like, seriously explosive stuff. The Comey memos on the take it ease front. I've got some memo, some uh, some developments there. And some other outstanding reporting by Molly Hemingway and Luke Rosiak at the Federalist and the Daily Caller, right, respectively. Um, yeah, Molly just lighting it up. Yeah, uh, and proving a point that we made on the show a long time ago. Again, showing you you're not wasting your time, dedicating your time to our podcast. I told you something that's now come to fruition. All right, let's get right into it. Today's show brought to you by our buddies at Freedom Project Academy. America's schools are nothing like we remember growing up. We grew up in safety, and learning was more than safe spaces and propaganda. And even though technology continues to offer new opportunities for learning, I think we can all agree that traditional moral values once woven into the fabric of the classroom have practically disappeared. That's why you need to consider our friends at Freedom Project Academy and their fully accredited Judeo-Christian classical online school for kindergarten all the way through high school. We're talking about an incredible interactive uh, education where students attend live classes every day, live classes every day with teachers and fellow classmates from across the country. Freedom Project Academy doesn't accept a penny of government funding, which allows them to stay committed to teaching students how to think. Not what to think. It's important. Families can enroll students full-time or start with a single class. It is entirely up to you. Go to freedomforschool.com. Check them out. Freedom, F-O-R, school.com. Freedomforschool.com. Request your free information packet today from Freedom Project Academy. Enrollment ends in July, but classes are are filling up fast. That's freedomforschool.com. Freedomforschool.com. Don't forget to tell them the Dan Bongino Show sent you. All right. Guys, ladies. On the take it east front, for those of you who are regular listeners. Again, I get it. I get it. There are various opinions on sessions. Fine. I'm not going to relitigate the whole thing. I've been telling you for now weeks and months that there are significant developments going on behind the scenes. You may not agree with sessions approach to things. I certainly don't on his uh, recusal from the Russia case, which was now proving to be disastrous. But don't get sucked into the vortex of, oh, nothing's happening. Things are happening. Yesterday, a major league bombshell, which almost got lost in the bombshells that came out last night with the Comey memos. Andy McCabe, the number two at the FBI, intimately involved in the FISA spying scandal I've been discussing since episode 628. He actually signed off on one of the warrants. Mm. Intimately involved in the prosecution of Mike Flynn, for lying to the FBI when the FBI acknowledged Mike Flynn was not being deceptive. Huh? What? Yep, that happened. Intimately involved in the fake investigation and non-prosecution of Hillary Clinton for a back-breaking email scandal that would have crushed anyone else in public service if they weren't connected. Andy McCabe was the number two at the FBI for all of this. Mm Mm-hmm. What did we find out yesterday, Joe? Oh. Again, on the take it easy front on Sessions, all of a sudden, air quotes, because it's not all of a sudden. If you've been listening to the show, you know this has already been happening. 
there was a criminal referral made from the IG's office, essentially the internal affairs uh, investigator investigating all of this, Michael Horowitz, a criminal referral on McCabe that was made to the U.S. attorney's office, a criminal referral, meaning. They, this is very serious. This is not a joke. Now, having said that, that doesn't mean they're going to prosecute. I want to be clear on this. It doesn't mean McCabe is going to be criminally prosecuted. Okay. However, it does mean that there is strong evidence based on an investigation. Listen to me. That has already been going on for months while everybody's talking about how Sessions isn't doing anything. Right? I get the other complaints. I understand. Are you free to, if you want sessions gone, fine. That's your thing. I'm not going to argue that anymore. I'm just going to tell you, don't deny the fact that there is an ongoing, substantive, credible, very, very troubling investigation for McCabe, that is, going on right now. How else would a criminal referral have originated just seemingly randomly last night? Uh, It didn't. Yeah. McCabe was referred for criminal charges. He is in a world of trouble, folks. Now, I took a couple notes because I've got, oh, man, do I've got material for you guys today. This is going to be, this may be our most listened to show ever at what time we're done with this. McCabe, according to the criminal referral, misled FBI investigators. In other words, lied to the FBI. Mm-hmm. That's what Mike Flynn was charged with. 18 United States Code, 18 USC, 1001. He lied to the FBI about a leak. Here's the, let me just... Put it in a nutshell for you. McCabe had significant conflicts. His wife is running as a Democrat. You know that uh, for state Senate in Virginia. This is Andy McCabe's wife. McCabe's wife had accepted money, campaign donations, significant amounts from a Clinton associate, Terry McAuliffe, the governor of Virginia. There were allegations that McCabe was stonewalling the Clinton investigation and other allegations that that might have been due to his wife running as a Democrat and accepting help from Democrats, including associates of Hillary Clinton. Mm-hmm. Make sense? Mm-hmm. The charges here are that McCabe then leaked information to make himself look better to a Wall Street Journal reporter, Joe, basically saying to the Wall Street Journal reporter, mm-hmm. hey, I told DOJ off when they told me to get rid of this thing. Now, <laughs> I don't even know where to start, like the bombshells in this all, all this stuff. First... One, the DOJ, Department of Justice, called the number two at the FBI to make the Hillary investigation go away? You realize that's what he's insinuating, McCabe, right? (laughs) Now, you have to follow this. It gets a little confusing. But until you get it, none of this will make sense. McCabe is saying that the DOJ called him to kind of make the Hillary investigation go away or minimize its impact. Bad. To defend himself against those allegations that he was assisting in it, he leaked to a Wall Street Journal reporter that, no, 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 man, I fought back against that. This, you got that, yeah, Joe? bad. Real Sir Lancelot. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. I love about Joe, right? I got a lot of compliments on you lately, by the way. Thanks Thank to everybody. You. I don't send them all to you because I just I'm getting so many emails lately. It's impossible. I get some nice compliments on you as yeah, well. Yeah, <laughs> they're good. They're good. If you're getting a lot of followers on Twitter, too. I saw that. He's at Joe Haas number one, by the way. H O Z. We'll explain where Haas came from another time. Everybody keeps saying, but I don't have time today. Um, so McCabe is saying, no, no, I fought back against the DOJ's pressure to make the Clinton email investigation go away. Therefore, I wasn't compromised. Mm-hmm. But he leaked that. Confirming what, Joe? The entire time, 
confirming that there was an investigation against the Clintons, which the FBI is not supposed to do. Bam! Oh! He wasn't supposed to do that. When asked about the leaks, he lied about it. Not once, not twice, but three times. Andy McCabe is in a lot of trouble. Again, I I get the emails. I totally understand the frustration with the slow pace of things. I'm just, I said to you, what did I tell you six months ago? March, April, pay attention Mm -hmm. when the IG report comes out. There is now a criminal referral, which I have to be honest with you. I don't want to, I don't want to mislead you. I'm not sure. Because remember, referral means they put it in front of a lawyer for the United States. If they char- if they have to decide, uh, the IG, the Inspector General, is just an investigator. He is not an attorney for the government. Charges are driven, are, are excuse me, are drawn up. Ex- pardon me, there, drawn up by a United States attorney. That United States attorney, based on the referral, now has it. Now it's a, it's a female United States attorney uh, for uh, in uh, D.C. We'll see what happens. But I'm telling you that the sessions part of it is now over on McCabe. Okay. There are now criminal charges. There's a good chance he's going to be charged, and he should. All right. But now you understand what happened. It's important you understand this because here's part two of this, the takeaway of this, because we could talk about this all day, but I've got other stuff too. The bombshells are just uh, were incredible last night. Comey, and uh, I'm sorry, folks, one thing. Please, please read the show notes today. The stories are, whether it's the Molly Hemingway piece, the piece I put in the Washington Examiner uh, about this, about McCabe and the leaks, there's a little nugget in this Washington Examiner piece. The six or seven stories I have today are all just mind-blowing. They're must-reads. Check out the show notes, Bongino.com. Subscribe to my email list. I'll email them to you. The button's right on the website. In this this little nugget in the Washington Examiner piece, Joe, McCabe is swearing up and down that Comey told him the leaks were okay, that they were authorized. Comey <laughs> is saying, I didn't tell you to leak it. So Comey's out there on all these interviews going, hey, you know, Andy McCabe's a good guy, but good people lie. Those are his words, by the way. Whoa. Listen to me, folks. Both stories cannot be true. What's the nugget in the examiner piece? Comey now says, Joe, in the Thursday interview yesterday... Comey said he could, quote, potentially testify against McCabe. If now, now, (laughs) you want to talk about like kaboom level stuff here. Can you imagine a criminal trial against Andy McCabe for lying about a leak about the existence of a Clinton Foundation investigation where they have where Comey is testifying against McCabe and McCabe's lawyer is cross-examining <laughs> Comey. Can you imagine what's going to come out in that doozy? Dude, you can't make this stuff up. <laughs> you can't make... This is the greatest spy novel ever told, except the fact it's not a novel. It actually happened. This is in the nonfiction section of your local uh, Barnes & Noble, folks. Can you imagine the FISA Gate stuff, the Flynn Gate stuff, the, the Hillary Gate stuff? that's going to come out when Comey and McCabe are in court battling each other over who told who to leak. Now, I do not trust Comey, I think, is a dog, and I'll get to that in a minute. But I have to tell you, in this scenario, I'm leaning towards the fact that Comey's right. 
not a good person. I believe Comey's, and I'll, believe me, I'll get to that in a second. Mm-hmm. But I don't believe Comey authorized this leak to McCabe. I think McCabe knew his wife, his wife running for office and taking that money and him not recusing himself up until like a week before the election was devastating. Folks, it's common sense. His wife ran as a Democrat, took hundreds of thousands of dollars from associates of Hillary Clinton while the FBI was investigating both Terry McAuliffe the guy responsible for steering a lot of the donations to his wife and Hillary Clinton, and he doesn't recuse himself? I mean, this doesn't pass the basic smell test, folks. It's common sense. It's a rule of thumb. He knows this looks bad. The leak was time to fight back. Oh, no, look, I'm fighting back against these DOJ people. But think about the bombshell in there that got passed over, that the Department of Justice called McCabe and told him to make the thing you know, go away or minimize the impact of it. That's, no one's even talking about that. They're talking about McCabe lying about it. Yeah. Do you understand how much is coming out? Mm-hmm. This is what f- frustrates the hack out of me. Yeah. When people say, oh, you know, nothing's going on. I, folks, stuff, it, how do you think all of this is coming out? This is, stuff is going on. If we fire sessions now, all of this stuff is going to go away. I'm just, I, why, again, I'm just asking you as a friend, I, I, why would I turn off my own listeners? I am desperate for these people to be prosecuted. We screwed up the Benghazi thing, the IRS thing, the Fast and Furious thing. Nobody, there was zero accountability. We finally have an actual criminal referral on a guy intimately involved, Andy McCabe, and all of these scandals. That did not come from nowhere. The tooth fairy didn't make this up. Stuff is finally happening. It's good news. Really good news. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I listen, because I want to get on a roll here. Let me just, um, we have to pay for the show, and I do appreciate our sponsors. They're really wonderful. But I, the next section of the show, if, you, if you've ever listened to any portion of any of the show ever, do not miss what's coming up. All right, my buddies, Beachbody On Demand. Now, listen, you may not have heard of Beachbody On Demand, but you surely know their products. You know P90X, Insanity, two of the greatest exercise video uh, content tapes I've ever seen in my life. We use them everywhere. We use them in the Secret Service overseas when we would be out. I remember sitting in, where were we, in the United Arab Emirates or something, uh, crushing it with a P90X workout. These things are great. So Beachbody On Demand. It's an easy-to-use streaming service. Gives you instant access to a wide variety of super effective workouts you can do from the comfort of your own living room 24 sec, uh, 24-7. Here's their history of success. P90X, again, the one we use. Insanity, 21-day fix, T25, uh, Pio, hip-hop abs, three-week yoga retreat, and more. I personally love Cord the Force. Cord the Force, a terrific workout if you're looking for uh, some cubes on your stomach there. Some abs. It's, <laughs> this thing will rip you up pretty good. They have some of the best trainers. Get motivated by celebrity super trainers you know, like Sean T, Shailene Johnson, Tony Horton, and Autumn Calabrese. Best programs. They have hundreds of effective workouts for all fitness levels. You will not be disappointed. This thing will whoop your butt right into shape. Ranging from bodybuilding to weight training to cardio, a high-intensity training, what they call HIT, to yoga, and even dance workouts. So I, this is why it's such a great sponsor for me. They make really great tapes. Work out on your own time, your own schedule. They have workouts as short as 10 minutes, and they don't. some uh, don't require extra equipment. Uh, in that time, it takes you to drive and park at the gym. You could be finished working out. My wife, by the way, used this after her uh, second pregnancy, mm-hmm. and she looked pretty. I love my wife, but she looked pretty good. Really, I love my wife to death. My wife is, I married up big time, but that's a whole <laughs> other. That's not part of the yet. 
You can view it on your computer, <laughs> web-enabled TV, tablet, smartphone, Roku, Apple TV, Chromecast, and more. They have a huge support community, over a million people currently on Beachbody On Demand. Now, we got a great deal for you. Listeners of our show, you can try it absolutely free. Again, I like Cord the Force. It's a butt kicker there. Start, start it with me. Go check it out, right? I really want you to try the service. It's terrific. It's really good stuff. Right now, my listeners can get a special free trial membership when you text, get ready, Dan B, D-A-N-B, Dan B, my first name and my last initial, uh, Dan B, or the first initial of my last name. When you text Dan B, Dan B, no spaces, all one word, Dan B, text that to 303030. That's 303030. 303030, 303030. Text Dan B to 303030. Go do that, and you will get full access to this entire platform for free. All the workouts, nutrition information, and support. Text Dan B to 303030. This stuff is great. I'm telling you, you'll get shredded pretty quick on this. I love it. Okay. The Comey memos. Again, things are getting lost. Bombshells on top of bombshells. Now, I, I read them. I am here to summarize for you what you need. But there is a mega bombshell huge hat tip to Molly Hemingway. Uh, my, it's, she has an article at the Federalist that is a must read to be at the show notes today. Please read it. Now, we had said to you a while ago that the whole Russian collusion thing is a scam. It, it, was, it was built on this house. The house the Russian collusion fairy tale and the special counsel investigation was built on were allegations. Follow me here, because this is going to be really important when I get to Luke Rosiak's daily caller story about the Pakistanis. Here we go. The whole Russian fairy tale is built on the idea that the Russians hacked the DNC and worked with Donald Trump to get that information out to embarrass the Democrats before the election. Do you understand that? Mm Mm-hmm. Again, I'm not talking down to anyone. Please forgive me. I just, if you don't understand this, none of what I'm about to tell you is going to make sense. The whole fairy tale based on the Russians hacked the DNC, Trump helped get the information out later to win the election. Here's the problem. One, we don't know is true. The second is absolutely not true. We still don't know that the Russians hacked the DNC because as I've said to you for eons now, if FBI, no, no federal law enforcement agency at all for that matter, has looked at the DNC computers because the DNC won't allow it. Why would, if the Democrats, Joe, mm. how is this not a bombshell story? If the Democrats were convinced that the Russians hacked the DNC, the Democrat National Committee computers, why wouldn't they invite the FBI in and just put all... Um, put all questions uh, to rest. Why wouldn't they do that? Does that make sense to you, Joe? Smell test only. Not at all. No, it's You're not stinks. a federal investigator, correct? It's But this does not sound right. No. Mm-mm. They never let the FBI in. Right. Matter of fact, they still won't let the FBI in. Doubling down on this, which should be... You, folks, if you're not asking, wait, wait, what? The whole narrative is based on the Russians hacking the DNC. BuzzFeed has now is defending itself in a lawsuit. Again, if you're a regular listener, you've heard this, but it's important in context of what I'm going to talk about today. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tie two stories together. All right. BuzzFeed is being sued for publishing the dossier. 
BuzzFeed, in order to defend itself, is demanding access to the DNC computers to show that they were, in fact, hacked. So they can say, hey, look, this is why we did it. This is part of the story. The DNC is still saying no. Folks, the smell test here. What are they hiding? Who hacked the DNC? You do understand, right, that if it is not the Russians, which which I have serious doubts about, the Russians are not our friends, but if it is not the Russians, that this whole story falls apart, the whole special counsel, the whole collusion fairy tale, the whole attack on Trump, Mm -hmm. why are the Democrats hiding their computers, hiding their servers? Fascinating development from Luke Rosiak at the Daily Caller. This guy has been just knocking it out of the park. Another article must read today at the show notes. I'll get to the Hemingway. I haven't forgot about that yet, but I got to get to this first to tie this whole thing, the whole thing together. He has some unbelievable reporting in the Daily Caller today about the Awan brothers. Oh, Oh, remember them? oh, 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 yes. Yeah. Breaking today. Apparently, he went over to Pakistan to do some homework on this. Remember who the Awan brothers were? Debbie Wasserman Schultz, who was running the DNC at the time that it was hacked, Joe, air quotes, their mm-hmm. dreaded air quotes, by the Russians, had some Pakistani IT specialists, these two brothers, the Awan brothers. One of them was Imran. Imran Awan is under a federal indictment right now. These guys are being investigated by the federal government for unauthorized, uh, for, for bank fraud and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, for, for all kind, for, they're being investigated for all kinds of like money-based crimes and for accessing this network. Now, what's fascinating about this is Luke did some homework on this. And let me just read to you from his article today. This is from uh, the Daily Caller piece. The father of Imran Awan, an ITA to Rep. Debbie Wasserman Schultz, who investigators conclude made unauthorized access to house servers. This is this is unbelievable. Transferred a USB drive to Pakistanis to a Pakistani senator and former head of a Pakistani intelligence agency. The father's ex-business part, uh, partner, Rashid Minhas. This. Oh, wait, this is where it gets. I'm not making this up, folks. This is in the piece, okay? Minas told the Daily Caller News Foundation that Imran Awan's father, uh, Haji Awan, was uh, giving data to Pakistani official Renman Malik, and that Imran bragged he had the power to change the U.S. president. Oh! What the heck? So a guy... Now, I included two Luke Rosiak pieces in the show notes today. This piece from today, that apparently the IT aide, who was is accused of unauthorized access into Democrat emails, House Democrats, and Democrat servers, that he was also shuttling information off to Pakistani intelligence people. This guy is also under federal investigation, under federal indictment. And by the way, this guy had access to Debbie Wasserman Schultz passwords for the DNC system. Folks, what are the Democrats hiding? 
Is it just possible that what the Democrats are really hiding in the Trump investigation, in addition to the litany of Spygate scandals? Remember, I can't tie this up for you in a neat little bow because there were so many overlapping scandals between the sale of our uranium, between the Obamagate spying scandal, between the uh, foreign entities helping Obama spy on Trump, between our work with the British GCHQ to spy on Trump, between the House IT infiltration uh, by the Iwan brothers. But is it possible that one of the biggest scandals are trying to cover up by the Trump investigation and the allegations that the Russians hacked the DNC is the fact that a Democrat representative who was running the DNC, Debbie Wasserman Schultz, had paid one of these brothers to work in an IT network. They infiltrated and passed the information off to a foreign government. Do you know how explosive that is? Keep in mind what, what, what may have happened here now. Not only is the Trump-Russia collusion narrative made up, the Russian hack may in fact be a diversionary story to block the media from paying attention to the fact that the real hack was done by someone the Democrats paid themselves who broke into the network. Now, as if that story wasn't explosive enough. I mean, Joe, think about what I'm telling you. Yeah, man. I'm telling you that the Democrats not only fabricated a story to investigate a sitting president, the president-elect, that they fabricated the story to potentially cover up a massive scandal on their side of the fence. Keep in mind, these Awan brothers were hired by multiple people in the House of Representatives. They had access to multiple accounts. Now there's allegations they were passing USB drives to Pakistani intelligence. What was on those USB drives? Was it the DNC emails that the Russians allegedly hacked? Now do you understand why uh, when people ask, why, Dan, why are they doing this? Why go through all the effort to set up the Trump team? They can't have any of this come out. None of this. This is devastating stuff. Now it explains why the effort to set up Trump early and from the start. I believe they had information earlier that this was going on, that they knew about this potential infiltration. And they had the need to set up Trump for multiple reasons. Now, here's where it gets good with the Molly Hemingway piece. So what we learned from the Comey memos, there's a portion of one of the Comey memos where he says something that is just, let me, let me read to you from the memo because I took a screenshot of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Because this is going to just blow your mind. Where is it here? Oh, here we go. My eyes are bad. This is from one of the Comey memos. At the conclusion of our session, the COS, he's talking about the chief of staff, so previous at the time, asked whether there is anything we haven't mentioned that they should know or that might come out. This is Comey talking in his memo. I said there was something that Clapper wanted me to speak to the president-elect about alone or in a very small group. Chief of staff asked me whether the group of chief of staff, vice president-elect, and president-elect was okay or whether I wanted to be alone. I told him it was up to the president-elect, who quickly said that he and I would meet alone. What is this about? Folks, they needed to set up the president. They needed the Russia scandal to take off. 
I'm becoming a firm believer more and more by the day that they were covering a lot of this House IT scandal and a lot of other things as well. They needed to set up the president-elect early with the Russia scandal, but they needed the media to do that and to get the media to report on the dossier. Follow me here. Mm -hmm. Because the dossier was salacious and unverified, using Comey's own words. Comey acknowledges in the memos that the media can't report on the dossier as is because of its questionable status. This will make sense. Bear with me here. I think Comey was set up. I don't think he was a good guy. Don't get me wrong. I got other things here too. But I think Comey was set up also by the Obama team. What is the information I just read to you that he says Clapper... Jim Clapper, Obama's DNI, Director of National Intelligence, mm-hmm. asked him to brief POTUS on that was sensitive. Well, if you read the memos, what's fascinating is Clapper told Comey to brief the president-elect about the, quote, you know, the, the sex stuff, according to, uh, according to some tweets I read. It was the, the golden shower stuff. Not about the Manafort stuff, the Page stuff, the Flynn stuff, only about the sex stuff. This is important. Clapper tells him to do that. What then happens in the days following that briefing? Keep in mind, CNN and others want desperately, desperately to report on this, okay? They want to report on the dossier, Joe, because they need to start the Russian collusion narrative as soon as possible. They can't report on the dossier, CNN and others. Why, Joe? Because it's not credible. They'll be sued. Mm -hmm. So they need a story. What's the story? The story is going to be, oh, the FBI briefed the president about a dossier. Hey, folks, but you judge the dossier for yourself. The story's not about the dossier, but Joe, wink it or not, it's about the dossier. You get it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I do Comey's briefing of Trump is the story to introduce people to the dossier that is going to be used to take down Trump in the collusion narrative. And who told Comey to brief Trump on the dossier? Jim Clapper, Obama's director of national intelligence. He says it in his own memos. Now, wait, wait, I'm not, here's the opening. This is from Molly Hemingway's piece. The CNN story breaks January 10th, 2017. Now, here's a finding from the House Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence. Finding number 44. Again, from Molly Hemingway's piece. Good job here picking this out. Former Director of National Intelligence, James Clapper. Now a CNN National Security Analyst. provided inconsistent testimony to this committee about his contacts with the media, including CNN. Now, what did Comey tell Trump at the meeting? I promise I'll make this this make sense for you. Comey tells Trump at the meeting that CNN, quote, was looking for a news hook to publish dossier allegations. He said this in the briefing of Trump that almost immediately leaked to CNN, which provided them with the very news hook they sought and needed. This is what began the Russia collusion hysteria. Here's what happened. 
The dossier is garbage. They know it's garbage, despite the fact that it's already been used to spy on Trump. The allegations are falling apart. They can't confirm any of it. They are now desperate to distract from scandals, whether it be Uranium One, Spygate, this House IT scandal that is now exploding. They have no evidence whatsoever that the DNC was hacked. Matter of fact, if you watch my NRA TV show last night, which is uh, 5.30 live at NRATV.com, 5.30 Eastern Time, I put together a flow chart showing you how the hack of the DNC story originated. People loved the show last night. Thank you for everyone. Yeah, did you see? It was pretty good, right? How Dmitry Alperovich, who works with the Atlantic Council, who it's funded by a Clinton donor, is they are the ones who started the, the Russian hack narrative. Clapper tells Comey, go in and brief Trump only on the, the sex stuff in the dossier. Don't brief him on the Manafort, the Gates, um, uh, Carter Page stuff, uh, Rick Gates and the other stuff. Why, Joe? Why does he keep Manafort, Page and the other stuff out of it? Because he doesn't want President-elect Trump to understand the extent of the counterintelligence operation against him. Mm. Why? Mm -hmm. Because then Trump's going to start asking questions. But Clapper needs Comey to brief him on something related to the dossier. So he goes into the office and he briefs him only on the sordid stuff, not the actual spying operation going on on the Trump team. This is important. Yeah. This is not a small detail. It speaks to the whole scandal. We told you this. Six months ago, based on a good lead, that the Comey briefing was key to this because it opened the door for CNN to report on it, which the House is already admitting in their interview of Comey that, uh, excuse me, Clapper, that Clapper wasn't honest about his context with CNN. Here's what it seems appears happened here. Clapper says to Comey, you go in and brief him, but don't mention the spying operation because we don't want him to start looking around. Okay. Mm hmm. You following, Joe? I am. Jim Comey. Clapper, who, who is a political animal of the highest order. Unquestionably, I think at this point, Obama has some information about this. Remember the text, POTUS wants to know everything by Lisa Page and Stroke. POTUS, President of the United States. Mm-hmm. Clapper says, Jim, we really, really need, or, or he dupes him. There's two options here. Either Comey knows this or he dupes him. I'm not sure which. I'm leaning towards Comey may have been duped. Because of, and the only reason I say that is because why write it in a memo then? You're setting yourself up. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying, folks? It doesn't make sense. Why write it in a memo? You have to know one day is going to become public. Mm-hmm. You know okay. you're going to get nailed. Clapper says, hey, listen, uh, we got a problem here. We got this information, the dossier. I know you know about it, but I think it's a good idea that you go brief Trump. But, uh, you know, make sure you mention the sex stuff, but leave the other stuff out. Comey walks in. Comey says to Trump, hey, listen, you know, CNN sniffing around this dossier. We just want to let you know it's out there. Days later, CNN publishes a story about the brief about the briefing, which gives them an in to mention the dossier, which lays out a fake case against collusion against Trump. The dossier is fake. Conveniently, the House Committee on Intelligence interviews Clapper about it. They determine that. Clapper provided inconsistent testimony about his contacts with the media, including CNN, where Clapper now works. Is it possible 
Clapper told CNN, hey, the meeting happened with Comey. And he mentioned the dossier. Run with the story. And by the way, days after that, BuzzFeed publishes the dossier in its entirety. Now, are you tracking me? I'm good. Uh, is, is this making sense? Mm-hmm. They had to set up Trump. Mm-hmm. The collusion story had to take hold. Comey's own memo lays out how it happened. Comey, Comey's memo says, Clapper told me to go in and brief the president-elect on this. After he briefs the president-elect, Clapper, now working for CNN, who, according to House testimony, misled them about his contacts with CNN, Mysteriously, a story appears in CNN about the briefing about the dossier, which gives the media permission to run with the dossier. Oh, we're not reporting on the dossier. We're just saying the FBI director briefed the president about, oh, this dossier here, which you may want to read, wink it or not. Mm. Here's where it gets super freaky deaky. What have I been telling you about Mueller? It's a smokescreen. Mueller was the one guy, based on all of his swamp contacts, that could make all this go away. Now, there's a theory out there that the appointment yesterday of Rudy Giuliani to Trump's legal team is a kind of, you know, rapprochement here, that we're working on the end game, and that Mueller realizes he doesn't have anything. And that there's a theory out there that Giuliani and Mueller are going to somehow negotiate who's going to go down and what. I'm not really sure about that. So I'm going to refrain. I'm mentioning it just because it is out there. And Giuliani was appointed to the legal team. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to tell you a development I'm reasonably confident about. Yesterday, Michael Cohen, Trump's lawyer, and this will be in the show notes too, dropped his lawsuits against BuzzFeed and Fusion GPS. Wait, what? So Bob Mueller, Captain Smokescreen, running an investigation to keep the investigation away from all of this other stuff, the Pakistani stuff. And you may say, oh, he's only appointed for the special counsel. Yeah, it's amazing in that special counsel's investigation, all the referrals of Trump team people, no referrals. Hey, we've covered something here, too. You guys want to look at that, too. None of that's actually happening. That's only happening on the session side. Mueller investigates Cohen. Trump's lawyer. Cohen has a lawsuit against BuzzFeed. He drops the lawsuit against BuzzFeed and Fusion GPS. What was BuzzFeed requesting again? Oh, access to the DNC computers. The DNC computers, they won't let anybody look at. That contained, by the way, supposedly you would think electronic evidence of the Russian hack they keep talking about. Is it possible Cohen, in his lawsuit, was going to file some kind of discovery, Joe, to the DNC saying, hey, listen, um, I want to see those computers and evidence of this Russian hack. Mm. So Mueller goes in there, puts the screws to Cohen. All of a sudden, Cohen drops that lawsuit against BuzzFeed that was asking for access to the DNC computers that were supposedly hacked by the Russians. Lawsuit goes away. Wow. Fascinating. So interesting. (laughs) Another coincidence. He also drops a lawsuit, Cohen, after Mueller goes after him against Fusion GPS. Well, what would Fusion GPS probably uncover in a lawsuit and a discovery motion there? Maybe some bank records? 
Fusion GPS, the company hired by the Clintons mm -hmm. to pay off Russians and British foreign agents for dirty information on the Trump team. Maybe an extensive uh, uh, bank record audit trail would have put out an open court. Now, some of those bank records have been released, but maybe Fusion GPS in court would have been humiliated. Maybe reporters who were being paid off would have been humiliated. Mueller investigates Cohen. All of a sudden, all this stuff goes away. Mueller ain't a good guy. All right, I've got more on these Comey memos, and I'm still, I still haven't actually tied it all up for you because I know this is confusing, and I'm, I'm probably going to do some of it tonight on the NRA TV show with visuals if you want to tune in. Uh, but this is... I told you a long time ago that that Comey meeting at the White House with Donald Trump was a smokescreen. Comey only did it and briefed Trump on the sex stuff, knowing that that was the predicate for the media to report on it because they could not report on the dossier. It was false. It was false. All right. Finally today, this show brought to you by our buddies at Wink. Thank God for Wink, because I don't know how to buy one. I'm embarrassed to say. You ever go in the store to, to, to purchase a bottle of wine, and you have no idea what to look for? Some of you may, some of you may. I don't. And that's why I took these guys on uh, as a sponsor. They're terrific. If online ordering, quick shipping, personalized recommendation, that's the only way Wink can make discovering wine you love easier. It's almost as if uh, they drank it for you. These guys will help you with your wine purchases in a way you will not, most of you won't be able to do yourself. That's why I love them. Let me give you a test. Pick out a wine you're going to love, but there's a catch. It has to be one you haven't had before. Where would you start? I don't know. I wouldn't know where to start. So introducing Wink, spelled W-I-N-C. That's W-I-N-C. Wink makes it easy to discover great wine because Wink's wine experts select wines matched to your taste, personalized for you, shipped right to your door, and starting at just $13 a bottle. There's nothing like coming home to a box of delicious Wink wine selected just for you. It's the best day of your month. These guys are great. Just fill out Wink's palette profile quiz. Answer simple questions that your average store clerk wouldn't ask or translate into a recommendation. Questions like, how do you take your coffee? How do you feel about blueberries? Then Wink sends wines curated to your taste. The more wines you rate, the more personalized your monthly selections uh, become. Each month, there are new delicious wines like the insanely popular Summer Water Rosé. No membership fees. Skip any month. Cancel any time. Shipping is covered. And if you don't like a bottle they send you, they'll replace it with a bottle you love. No questions asked. Discover great wine today. Go to TryWink. That's W-I-N-C. TryWink.com slash Dan. It's a nice discount. You'll get $20 off your first shipment. Mm. That's TryWink.com slash Dan for $20 off trywink.com slash Dan. Great company. Go check them out. Thanks for helping us out. Yeah. Okay. More from the Comey memos here. So, at one point in the memo, he brings up that the uh, POTUS, that Trump keeps bringing up this, quote, golden showers thing. And that he's pretty passionately PO'd about it. Mm-hmm. He also keeps bringing up that he denied mocking this reporter and he denied misconduct. The media is somehow spinning this. I said this to my wife this morning as an indictment against Trump. Folks, how does this make sense to you? The media is spinning his obsession with this, quote, golden showers thing mm -hmm. as an obsession, meaning like, oh, he must have done it because he was obsessed with it. Guys, 
please, knuckleheads in the media, please listen to me. <laughs> that actually happened. <sighs> yeah. This is ridiculous. He asked Comey. Comey acknowledges in the memo if he could potentially look into it. Guys, can you think this through like normal people if you're a liberal? Please. If you, this golden showers thing, I, this sexual sordid tale that was in the dossier actually happened, do you ask the FBI director to look into it? Does that make, does that make any sense to you at all? Only if you're a media hack desperate to cover up your own tracks in this whole Russian collusion scandal. Does that make sense to you? Mm. And then Comey points out, you know, that he thought the wife, you know, the wife may be suspicious. Well, Joe, I mean, listen. Yeah. If you've been if a dossier comes out that has this in there, I love my wife to death. I'd want that investigated, too. Yeah. man. Tell my wife this didn't happen. Go investigate it. Guys, I'm now I've never been more convinced this dossier is entirely a bunch of hooey. It's garbage. But Comey and the media are spinning this like, oh, Trump was obsessed with the golden shower thing. You would be, too, if someone put that in a, in a document used to spy on you. Uh, another takeaway. He was concerned, the president, that is, that McCabe, about Andy McCabe's feelings. If you read the memos, it's pretty clear. He says a couple times in the memo, Comey, that is, that Trump said, hey, listen, I was a little rough on him. I think this, and, and somehow this is being painted again as some obstruction thing. Folks, just read the memo. He asks Comey multiple times how McCabe is doing. Now, he takes some shots at him for his connections. But after all McCabe did to, I believe, sabotage Trump's presidency and help Hillary Clinton, he asks him a couple times, how's he doing? I was kind of rough on him. And yet this is being painted as a negative for Trump. Did they even read the memos? Another takeaway, Comey clearly says to him in the memo, when Trump says, hey, listen, Jim, he tells him there are a lot of people looking at your job. Um, They wanted it. There's about 20 people. Comey says he wishes to stay, but this is important. Comey memorializes this. He says, well, I told him, Mr. President, you can fire me anytime you want. As Trey Gowdy said, and he's right, these memos would be exhibit number one for Trump. In an obstruction of justice trial. The guy just acknowledged the FBI director himself. Trump can fire him anytime he wants. Now, we don't need the FBI's acknowledgement. That is, of course, the president's constitutional uh, constitutional role. He is in charge of the Department of Justice. Mm-hmm. It falls under the executive branch. Of course, he can fire the FBI director anytime he wants. But it's fascinating that media hacks are still pushing this narrative, despite the fact that Comey, in his own memo, which they're celebrating, acknowledges that the president can fire him anytime he wants. One other takeaway from it, Comey apparently was very curious um, about the about the Hillary email. Uh, excuse me. Trump was very curious about how the Hillary email case went away exactly, which he should be. Now, again, the media is painting this as I, I'm assuming as some kind of involvement in the Justice Department investigation. But at no point does Comey say that Trump interfered with the investigation. Mm-hmm. Just he was curious about how the investigation went and why it seemingly went away. Sure. Now, finally, I just want to hit this one last time, and then I'm going to go on to another another story, which is just going to blow your mind. Talk about how this Mueller thing's a total scam here. The Clapper portion of it is stunning because this is stuff we hadn't heard before. Sorry, I'm just looking for something. Dude, here. I'm running out of eggs to scramble here. 
I, I know. I know. It's you know? it's it's incredible. Um, the Clapper thing is is mind blowing because now the question to Jim Comey, and I'll wrap it up on this one. The question to Comey has to be, if you're paying attention, what exactly did you know from Jim uh, from Jim Clapper at this time? Were you was he involved in this or not? In other words, did you know? that Jim Clapper planned to leak to CNN. Now, this is important. I mentioned this before, but I don't think so. The reason is he mentions to Trump that CNN is looking at the story. Now, put yourself in the shoes of the FBI director for a minute, okay? You're the FBI director. You've just been told by the director of national intelligence, Jim Comey. Uh, excuse me, Jim Clapper. Gosh, the Jims are confusing. You're Comey. You've just been told by Jim Clapper a political animal, but the director of national intelligence to brief the president-elect about, hey, there's a dossier out there with some sexual stuff that doesn't look good. You also mentioned in the briefing that CNN is poking around about that story. Would you be the same guy to leak to CNN a few days later? Now, you could play that psychological game. Well, I'll tell them CNN's looking into it. That way, when I leak later, Joe... I can say, well, why would I leak? I was the one that told you CNN did it. Mm-hmm. I think that's highly unlikely. Okay. I think Comey's not that bright, but I don't think he's that stupid. I think it was Clapper. And I think based on this finding, finding number 44, as Hemingway points out in her piece, by the House Select Committee on Intelligence, Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence, that Clapper was was inconsistent in his testimony about his contacts with CNN. I think it is patently obvious what happened here. Clapper probably told CNN, hey, I just sent Comey in to do this briefing, called him up after and said, hey, the briefing happened. Run with that story on the dossier. Boom, the Trump hysteria happens right there. This is scary stuff that this all... I mean, you've heard our videos, our audio a clapper. Maybe we'll do some more on Monday. Mm-hmm. But this is scary stuff, folks. They set him up the whole time. And now we see that these DNC emails may have come, in fact, from Pakistanis. Pakistanis hired by the DMC, DNC themselves while they invented a hack narrative. Now, in relationship to this, I have this titled the Mueller scam. More evidence of the Mueller scam. So now we have Cohen, who mysteriously drops his lawsuit against BuzzFeed, who needs answers on the DNC hack, by the way, for their own lawsuit, and against Fusion GPS, whose bank records and financial payments may be pretty disturbing if they find out the media was on that pay list, too. Here's another interesting angle to this. The New York Attorney General, Eric Schneiderman, who hates Trump, There's a CNBC piece, which should scare the hell out of you. They want Trump so badly that what I think Mueller's going to do here is he's going to, at some point, not, they don't have much on, on uh, the Trump team. They have, you know, they've, they've, everything's been processed crime so far outside of Manafort, which is a separate entity altogether because of his dealings with Ukraine. But I think Mueller on the federal side understands there's not much he can do now here's what they're afraid of they're afraid of trump pardoning people 
The Mueller team has to lock up some Trump people. They've already got a few, but they want more. These are not good guys. They need some scalps, but they're afraid of the pardon. Oh, voila, look what appears, an article in CNN. Let me read from you from the piece. Last summer, it was reported that Schneiderman, the New York Attorney General, was working with prosecutors from special counsel Robert Mueller on their federal investigation of Trump's former campaign chief, Paul Manafort. So these guys are connected now. Schneiderman, Manafort, apparently they've got a steady working relationship. What comes out yesterday in the CNBC piece? Schneiderman is looking to rewrite a New York City law that prohibits New York, uh, excuse me, New York State law that prohibits the state from charging people for crimes they've already been charged with federally. What we would call double jeopardy. Mm. You can't charge people twice for the same crime, double jeopardy, right? You get off, you can't charge them again. Mm-hmm. There's a Here's where it gets interesting. There's a loophole in this, though. So what would happen technically, because the state is, uh, state is a different entity than the federal government, mm-hmm. they're working together. I believe Schneiderman is looking to charge Trump and his team because he's in a, in a far left state. He is looking to charge them. He is going to find something on them. This is the New York Attorney General. If Trump pardons people on the federal crimes for this stuff, and he does it at the right time after they've either pled guilty or a jury's been uh, been sat, New York state law prohibits them from charging them again. Does that make sense, Joe? Yeah. Because it would be double jeopardy. Uh, yeah. Federal crime is charged. If someone pleads guilty, so Joe, you plead guilty for, to federal felonious mopery. Yep. Trump can then pardon you, and New York State cannot charge you for New York State felonious mopery if it's the same incident. Mm-hmm. Schneiderman doesn't like that. Schneiderman's pretty pissed about that. Schneiderman wants New York state law changed so he can actually do that and make an exception for presidential pardons where he can charge him. He's already working with Mueller on Manafort. I'm telling you, Mueller's a bad guy. This is what's going to happen next. They will probably pass that law, meaning presidential pardons wouldn't be part of that, and they will then charge them at the state level. This is what's going on, folks. This is how far they are going to go to make sure they keep the attention exclusively on the Trump team the entire time. And the nice part for Mueller, Mueller's hands off. Mueller can go, hey, that Cohen thing, I referred that to the Southern District of New York, that raid. I didn't have anything to do with that. Hey, the Snyderman stuff, I got nothing to do with New York State. You're already working with them on the Manafort case. This Mueller thing is a scam. I think, obviously, Trump knows this. He knows what's going on. And now does the Giuliani appointment make more sense? Where'd Giuliani work, Joe? Oh, New, New York, York, right? Yeah. New York! <laughs> <laughs> he worked up in New York. Uh-huh. Giuliani was the mayor of New York. Giuliani was a federal prosecutor in New York. Giuliani, Giuliani is intimately familiar with the machinations that go on behind the scenes there. Trump understands that they're after him now at the state level too. They want him no matter what. And I believe that's why he has Giuliani on the team, understanding that this is next. Because there was a theory out there, and it could be right, that Giuliani um, 
and Mueller will be talking about stuff and who's going to be targeted, who's not. I don't I don't think in a collusionary type of way, but it's informationally that Mueller's going to tell them who's going down and who's not. I'm not sure. But I can tell you this. I have no doubt Giuliani was appointed to the Trump team to unquestionably look into this very, very serious double jeopardy violation if Schneiderman rewrites the law in New York, specifically to arrest and go after Trump and his team if he pardons them. This is an unbelievable constitutional violation of double jeopardy if he does this. Very serious stuff. But the big takeaway from today's show, major, major breaking news on the Pakistani uh, IT scandal passing information off to the Intel people and major breaking news on leaks to CNN that started this entire Trump collusion hysteria leaks that likely came from Jim Clapper, who told Jim Comey, according to his own memos to brief Trump about the sex stuff, but leave the spying stuff out. We don't want him looking at that. But if you brief him on the sex stuff, CNN can run a story about the dossier. And who else is at CNN, by the way? Lisa Monaco, who was Obama's Homeland Security and Counterterrorism Advisor, who worked with Bob Mueller and the FBI directly for him. She's at CNN now, too. Now, does it make sense why CNN is so single-handedly focused on this collusion thing? If their role in this collusion thing, oh, don't make any mistakes here and think this is the, this is kind of secondary, tertiary stuff. If CNN's role, when their role comes out, their role in this scandal that leaks to them are what started this about that Comey meeting, that people connected to Mueller, people connected to the Obama White House are over there now who likely have information on this. It's going to be very, very embarrassing for CNN. All right, folks, thanks again for tuning in. That was a lot of information. It's laid out beautifully today in the show notes with some great reporting um, by some uh, some other folks. I also have some uh, Matt Palumbo pieces in there and debunk this, so check that out. And uh, don't miss my NRA TV show tonight where I will be debating uh, leftist uh, constitutional professor Miranda Yaver uh, whether she shows up or not. She challenged me to a debate on Twitter about firearms. So we're going to debate her tonight, uh, whether she's there or not. How am I going to do that? It's all right. We'll just take her Twitter avatar. We'll slap it on a chair uh, that's empty. And we'll debate her anyway. Challenge me to a debate. Don't run away. And gets Mirandized. Hey, tonight. Yeah. You don't miss it. It's 5.30 p.m. Eastern Time, NRATV.com. See you all later. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show. Get more of Dan online anytime at conservativereview.com. You can also get Dan's podcasts on iTunes or SoundCloud. And follow Dan on Twitter 24-7 at DBongino.